Lovely. La 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 Good afternoon, and welcome to the Passive J Show. Um, Passive J. All right, you guys know the routine. I have no prep work before a show at all. have no topics. have no guests. I just turn on the microphone and start talking. And the easiest way to do that, obviously, is to uh, just run through random headlines, and I'm sure we'll get to that. But first off, I wanted to see how you guys have been doing. How was your Christmas? Do you guys get anything cool? I mean, or your Hanukkah, or your whatever... Uh, holiday you have been celebrating happy Shaka Khan or Kwanzaa or whatever they call that shit um for myself uh, that wasn't too bad I mean uh, my wife got me an awesome new hat which I'm a big fan of so I had to go out and get a jacket that matched the hat which I found a nice one at a pawn shop which is a lot of fun to uh to shop at by the way um the pawn shop experience is way more enjoyable on the buying end of it rather than the selling on the end of it um, I've been on the selling end of it a couple few times and I was not a big fan of it, to be honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pawn shops are there to make money. Uh, but your first experience of a pawn shop is normally pretty eye opening unless you watch Pawn Stars, <laughs> which is even that, even though, even then on Pawn Stars, it'd be nicer than most pawn shops are about buying shit. You know, people go in there like with something they think's worth like $300 and, uh, if they get $50 out of it, they're fucking lucky, you know, because they're like, oh, this is worth $300. I can probably get like $100, maybe $200 for it. You know, they'll turn around, sell it for $250 or $300. Everyone makes money. And yeah, that's not how it works at a pawn shop. If you have something that's worth $300, they'll probably give you somewhere between $25 and $50 for it. Uh, it's, it's not a good uh, rate of return, so to speak, when, you, when you're selling stuff to the pawn shop. If they'll even uh, buy it from you, because a lot of times they just don't want your shit, which has always got to be a disappointing experience, I imagine. Um, while I was at the pawn shop uh, the other day looking uh, for a jacket to match my new hat, um, a gentleman came in to sell something. I never saw exactly what it was, uh, but I heard bits and pieces of the conversation while I was looking around the store. And uh, apparently the guy wanted like $300 for it. And the guy was like, no, he goes, no. And he goes, that's not worth $300. He goes, well, no. And he was like, well, it, it was $600. And the guy said, well, I'm sure you possibly paid $600 for it. I, he goes, well, here's the thing. Yeah, that's that sort of items like $600 from like the sharper image catalog or something like that. He goes, if you, you can buy it anyplace else for like $300 or $200. And he prompted, he promptly went to Google and brought up whatever it was and showed him prices for two to $300. He goes, so yeah, so there's no way I can give you $300 for it when you can buy it new for 300. He goes, and the second thing is I, I don't want it at all. I, I'm not even going to make you an offer on it. So the guy went away pretty unhappy. I, on the other hand, was felt like I was getting a good deal on stuff. So <laughs> I was tempted to buy stuff I didn't really need, you know, looking over jewelry and stuff and you know, like bracelets and, um, because the, the prices seem pretty reasonable. I mean, I paid uh, $65 for a leather jacket, a nice leather jacket, so New Zealand lambskin leather. Um, and I was pretty happy with that. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I don't know, you know, there was no bullet holes. So someone didn't take it off a corpse and sell it to the pawn shop. Um, but uh, pawn shops, I always kind of wondered how they made money consistently because I've granted i've not been into a ton of them but every single time i've been in a pawn shop there's basically nobody there it's like me and you know with my buying or selling and maybe one or two other people and it doesn't look like products flying out of their shop so i it's hard for me to sit down and kind of figure out the math of uh, how they're actually making money doing that shit i mean obviously they do there's pawn shops all over the world and all of them you know stick around year after year uh, this one's been open since like 1990 so obviously the business prospect is sound but i'm just surprised uh at uh, them be able to pull it off considering the lack of traffic I, I, I see most of the time. That's uh, actually, I, uh, continuing on that theme, uh, the wife and I had to go up to the uh, upper uh, thumb of Michigan. So about a two or three hour drive from us uh, out into the boonies because her, her grandma passed away and that's where the funeral was. And <clears throat> once you get about 45 minutes 
an, an hour north of us is basically the last big city, which is Lapeer, which isn't a huge city, but compared to what comes after it, uh, there's lots and lots of just fucking nothing up in the uh, t- tip of the Lower Peninsula Thumb area. And uh, occasionally we would see a, a store, just a random store. Like I, we drove by one that said archery and, you know, and uh, gun shop and sold bait and all that good stuff. I'm like, how does that guy stay in business? <laughs> We're literally the only person on the road. We haven't passed anybody going the other way for at least 10 or 15 minutes. There doesn't seem like there was enough people in the area to support that kind of business. Um, then, then we got to the town that is... Uh, her grandma lived in and i said the same thing how does this fucking funeral home stay in business i looked it up this town has three thousand people in it um how many people die every year to make it worthwhile to even have a funeral parlor open and uh, i was thinking i was like maybe it's the only one open in a long ways but no there's like three or four of them within 10 or 15 miles uh, so how the hell are all these people uh keeping their stores of various nature open when there's uh nobody around I mean, some of the towns I understand because they're tourist towns. Like you go up to Port Austin. Port Austin's a place I've been to a couple of few times. Uh, it's a very nice little t- town, but certainly touristy. Uh, its population gets cut in half when uh, when the summer season ends, and a lot only about half the stores are open once the summer season ends. The, there are obviously year-round people living there, so there's grocery stores and one or two restaurants. But uh, of the <laughs> 10 restaurants that are in that town. I think only three of them stay open once the winter hits. Um, but those type of towns I can understand because they get a lot of tourists and, you know, the, so they're able to sell their products. But these little tiny sleepy towns of just a couple hundred or a couple thousand people in them, I don't understand how any business works like that. And, uh, oh, hey, there are Rock G. See, there's people popping up on the, uh, uh, excuse me, chat box. Uh, good to see you, sir. Um, and now that Amazon is a thing, I think that may probably makes it even harder on local businesses. Because before, you know, you might not, uh, you might be out in the middle of nowhere, but you're still the closest thing to all these people around you. So, you know, yeah, they would drive 15 or 20 minutes to get to your store because, you know, uh, uh, it's the only place we can get what you were selling. So I can kind of see maybe if you had a popular enough product and there's enough people in the area that needed it, despite the, it being a low population kind of area, you get them by. But now that Amazon's around and all these delivery services are around, why would you drive someplace uh, a half hour, someplace a uh, half hour to go someplace to buy something? You can just order it online and get it the next day. Um, so I imagine that might have made it a little bit harder as well. anyways uh let's see what else is going on so yeah uh back to the original story uh, yeah so i got the uh a jacket at a pawn shop to match the hat my, my wife got me a fucking fantastic hat for uh christmas and which is funny because i've been uh playing around with hats for about a year or so now a year year and a half i decided i wanted to be a hat person finally um and she's not like most of them. <laughs> she's not a big hat person. She thinks it's kind of a waste of money. But uh, like, like a month ago, she p- spotted one that she thought I'd like and got it for me. She said, uh, which makes me happy because she said she actually likes this one, which is a good thing. It is a Pennsylvania pigskin pork pie hat. <laughs> so apparently uh, I was unaware that pork pie hats come in different varieties. And apparently Pennsylvania is one of the varieties of that type of pork pie hat. And this is a nice one, leather one uh, from Stetson Hats, uh, which is uh, in its pigskin as opposed to uh, cow skin. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but it's interesting, right? You know, in Pennsylvania, <laughs> Pennsylvania pork skin pork pie hat is uh, uh, hard to say. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. That's one of the things, uh, as you guys know, I, uh, have the winter season off from work, although not much of it this year where that we cut that uh, down by uh, quite a bit, uh, which is good. I prefer to work than not work. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of money, but I've been trying to think of things to entertain myself during my off time, uh, because I don't really play video games anymore and I haven't been doing this podcasting on a regular basis in quite a while. I just, uh, hopped on cause I was bored and fucking figured why the fuck not. Right. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I've been thinking about doing to try to entertain myself is starting a YouTube uh, uh, show about my hats, <laughs> which will not be the most entertaining show ever, I imagine, but I'm mostly doing it for my own entertainment. So it'll probably be like a little five minute uh, clips where I, uh, you know, uh, throw a hat on a table over here and, you know, just record the, the hat while I talked about it, 
which now that I say it out loud, I think that might not be the most interesting thing to do ever. <laughs> I might do it anyways. I don't think I didn't actually want to watch it, but you see some weirder things on uh, YouTube. So a, uh, a YouTube series reviewing hats might be, you never know, right? <laughs> oh, let's see what's going on. Um, speaking of the holiday season, my wife is back uh, from Florida to, she was visiting her uh, parents. And before you ask, no, I did not go with her. <laughs> Multiple reasons for that one. Uh, one of them being the, that I'm a large person, uh, tall, uh, so uh, long road trips are really hard on me. Anything after two hours or so in a car, it becomes super uncomfortable and painful for me. So I try to limit my uh, car trips to two hours or less. Um, and that's from Michigan to Florida is a multi-day trip. Uh, you hear about people driving it nonstop, but that's those people are fucking crazy. You can do it, like, depending on which part of Florida that you're coming from in, like, you know, 20, 24 hours. But reasonable people will break it up into a couple of days. Uh, but even broken up like that, it's, yeah, that's it's just too much for me. Uh, another another reason I didn't go is because, honestly, my wife has told me so many horrible stories about her mom when she was growing up that I have a hard time dealing with her as a person. <laughs> She's never been anything but nice to me, but still, you know, it's, I have that in the back of my head. And her uh, stepdad is hard of hearing and doesn't wear a hearing aid. So why do I want to have a conversation with somebody who's not interested in hearing me? So, well, and you know, there's other reasons to it for it as well. I, um, we have dogs and I'd much rather uh, stay here with the dogs rather than try to deal with the dog situation. You know, uh, cause pets always make vacation things a lot harder. I mean, what do you do? Do you leave them for two weeks and just have the, the, the neighbors uh, check on them every day? That's not cool. Um, you know, I don't really want to put them in any kind of kennel thing. Uh, and taking them with you opens up a whole different, uh, field of, uh, problems and worries. I mean, uh, are you going to find hotel rooms that are okay with it? I mean, and from what I understand, that's not super duper hard to find, but I'll be honest with you. I'm such a worry wart. The entire time we were going up there and down there, I'd be scared to death that they're going to get off leash somehow, or someone will drop a leash and they'll run while we're on vacation at a rest stop or some shit like that. And, uh, I uh, don't do lots of things, I've noticed, because I worry about stuff that just might happen. Uh, anything with the dogs bothers me. <laughs> if you if you left me to my own devices, uh, devices, um, it'd be uh, me, the wife, and the dogs hiding under a blanket to, until the world ends. <laughs> I just I just worry about them. I don't want anything shitty to happen to them. And when you uh, start taking them out of house on vacations and things like that, well, that's when that kind of shit happens. So. Um, I'm just way more comfortable letting her go visit her mom for a couple weeks while I stay here and, you know, and console the dogs who are not happy with the plan at all. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're wondering whether your dogs love you or your wife more, have your wife go away for a week or two and see how the dogs act. That'll answer that question really quickly. <laughs> I, I'm a substitute uh, dog parent at best. They're all about their mom. <clears throat> well, let's see what else do we got today? We don't want to resort to shooting on over to Yahoo just yet. Um, as always, if anyone anyone wants to call in and have a conversation with me, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I try to pick up on everything. You can also type stuff into the chat box, and I will try to respond to that as well. Uh, as you guys have seen, it's kind of a free flow kind of show. I don't really have a big format or anything like that going on. Um, oh, let's see. You know what? I think I saw some MMA stuff that was interesting the other day. Uh, I still follow MMA, although not as much as I used to. It's uh, it's getting harder to get interested in it. I've noticed. It's I don't know why. I mean, uh, when I see fight videos, it's, you know the the skill levels go going up and up every fucking day. So it's not like it's not entertaining to watch. But now that I don't follow the day to day MMA stuff, it's hard to get enthusiastic enthusiastic about it because if nothing else, I don't know who three quarter of the people are anymore. Um, and of course I would never do an actual MMA based show because I can't say fucking most of their names, <laughs> which I'm sure we're all aware of as well. Um, although I will say one thing about MMA, uh, uh in news I've been seeing recently, uh, my friend Roxanne Matafari is retiring. Uh, this is, will be her last fight. And, uh, I have mixed feelings about that, but mostly good ones. Cause I'll be honest at this point, I think she's 38 or 39. She's not going to get another shot at the title. Um, at the best, she's going to have some entertaining gatekeeping fights. And that being the case, 
as long as she's financially okay, there's, I see no reason for her to put herself through that anymore. So her fight coming up in February 12th will be her last fight uh, for her career. It will be her 50th fight, which is a good number to end on, which I believe gives her the most professional fights of any MMA fighter. Uh, the only issue with that is six of those fights were involved in the ultimate fighter. So they technically don't count on her record. Uh, although she, she counts them when she's counting fights, which I don't blame her. People were trying to hit you, hit, hit her in the face. That's uh, qualifies the fight as far as I'm concerned. Um, which is where she gets the 50 fight as, as opposed to the 44 one that most uh, websites that do uh, um, <clears throat> records credit her for. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, man. I had this coating in the back of my throat all morning because of a poor choice. <laughs> we uh, got Dunkin' Donuts uh, this morning. Uh, my wife uh, has a cold or strep throat or something, so her throat hurts very much. So my goal was to go out and get her a milkshake. Uh, but she also decided she wanted donuts. Um, so um, when I got to the Dunkin' Donuts, I got the donuts and uh, I was checking their menu and they didn't have anything that said uh, um, milkshake, but they had like uh, ice drinks. And under, and one of the ice drinks that they had listed was chocolate. I'm like, okay, uh, that's uh, probably the same thing, right? And I'm like, okay. So yeah, so I ordered two... Uh, two frozen chocolates because I was going to have one as well. Then I went back to the house, looked on the label on it and realized that I had ordered frozen hot chocolate, which is the fucking stupidest thing in the world. Literally, that's what it says. Frozen, a large frozen original hot chocolate, <laughs> which isn't horrible, by the way, but basically it's just crushed up ice and like chocolate syrup or some shit like that. So, you know, uh, it helped my wife's uh, throat a little bit, but I can't believe I ordered a frozen hot chocolate. <laughs> Uh, and oh yes uh, uh, francis i am hitting the vape pen hard um i've uh, actually moved completely over to vaping i don't do wax at all anymore i don't do flour the only thing i do are the vape things because uh they're so much more convenient uh you don't have to worry about ashes or anything like that with the flour and when you're smoking wax the rig always gets all gummed up and shit so you have to keep that clean constantly these cartridges are fucking fantastic um and of course, I've been familiar with cartridges for years, but the issue that I had before uh, was that uh, whenever I tried these cartridges, I always felt like I needed to smoke a joint afterwards. Uh, pot smokers will know what I'm talking about. People that don't smoke uh, pot require a little bit more of an explanation. Um, when you smoke a joint, you're burning the uh, the flour. So in addition to the THC, you're, uh, you're getting all kinds of cannabinoids and also think carcinogen, carcinogens and things like that, all kinds of bad stuff as well. It's all rolled up into one thing. When you try to switch from that to just vaping or cartridges or you know, that sort of thing, all you're getting is the THC, which is all you want really, but you're still used to all the other stuff that comes along with it. So the issue I had was I could get high as fuck off these cartridges and the cartridges and stuff, um, and still feel like I needed to smoke a joint. Um, but then I encountered wax, uh, and wax is super duper duper potent, potent. If a, uh, if a joint is at somewhere between 15 and 25% THC for most uh, joints, sometimes some of them are actually up to the 30% range, but 25 is a really, is a really good strong weed. Um, wax is in like the 90 to 95% range. <laughs> So once I started smoking wax, uh, it shifted more and more away from the flower because yeah, I was getting so fucking high that I, I didn't even care that I wasn't getting any other uh, stuff along with it. So I was able to wean myself off a of flower and, and then all I was smoking was wax. But it, my lungs weren't not a big fan of wax. Uh, then add in the factor that it's all gooey and gummy. It fucks up your oil bags. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, I decided I was going to try to go for carts again. And this is like three or four months ago. And the transition was a lot easier because while uh, carts are not as potent as wax, it's not a huge difference. We're talking like 90% for one and somewhere in the seventies or eighties for most carts. Um, and plus, since all I smoked was wax was for the last year or two with hardly any uh, joints at all, I was no longer addicted to all the other stuff besides THC. So I was able to swing over to cart without, without having any issues at all. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's so fucking awesome. The only thing I have to worry about is having a battery charged <laughs> and how much I spend has went down quite a bit. Uh, for wax, I was probably spending like $200 a month on it. And, um, uh, 
on cartridges, that's like half of that. I can buy three cartridges, uh, a deal like cartridges come in. Uh, okay. For people that aren't aware, when I say cartridges or carts, it's basically just a little cartridge or tube thing, um, with a heating element on the bottom of it and a opening on the top with wax in there, not wax. It's a uh, distillate. Um, and then you attach that to a battery that heats it up and then you vape it. Um, and I buy like an expensive uh, cartridge, relatively speaking, they're normally like $40 each and I get like three for a hundred and I, and I can have three cartridges last me a month. Um, and, uh, like I said, that's an expensive one. If you want to go with like house cartridges, like, you know, the, the delivery service I use make their own as well. Uh, I can get them as for as cheap as like six of them for a hundred, but, uh, I want, I like buying a name brand one that has its quality tested and all that good stuff. So now fucking dude I, i'm not even spending a hundred dollars a month on it which is great as far as addictions go <laughs> oh let's see questions on the up chat box uh, uh let's see francis have you your explosive shits subsided uh yes and no i i, I still have ibf ibs issues but yeah i try not to let it bother me i just kind of power through it uh long as you're gone without some form of thc uh in the recent years normally about 10 hours i mean i don't uh well yeah, yeah, normally about 10 to 12 hours because uh, I don't smoke before I go to work. I don't smoke at work. I don't I don't even feel the need to smoke at work. I never I've never been standing sitting at my desk and go, "Man, I really need to smoke a joint right now." My mind is conditioned to know that I don't get high while I'm at work. But if I'm not at work, I'm probably high <laughs> of different degrees. If I think that I'm going to be driving, I I lay off for a couple hours beforehand at the at the very least because I don't like to drive high. Uh, technically it could be illegal depending on how high you are. That's it. That's a real gray area. That's, and I worry about that as well because they don't unlike drunk driving where they just have, if you're, uh, if you're below this number, you're okay. If you're above this number, you're not okay. They don't really have anything like that on for, for the Michigan side of it. So it's really, if the cop thinks you're too high or not. So I try not to be too high when I'm driving. Have I ever tried quitting? Yes, I actually have. Uh, about four years ago, I quit for about six months and I still kick myself for starting back up. Um, but not much anymore because, because like I said, now it's reached a level of cheapness that I that I don't feel like it's a burden on me. <laughs> yeah. If you're spending $25 a week in your weed habit, you're doing okay. Um, but back when I quit, it was a lot more expensive last time. Uh, prices have plummeted in the last year or so. You can buy fucking two ounces of good weed for $150 now. So, um, yeah, uh, so, but I quit, I quit for about th uh, three or four, somewhere between three and six months and then started back up again. Cause I was an idiot. Uh, but as I mentioned, I don't feel that bad about it anymore since the, the, uh, habit is so cheap and, and I don't really think smoking weed has really much in the way of, uh, physical drawbacks. Did I ever find those office blinds? Yes. They finally replaced those office blinds. Boy, that's a, that's a throwback. <laughs> um, uh, Francis was referring to back in March or April or something like that, uh, in my office, they'd replaced the windows, but they hadn't replaced the blinds. So in the morning, like the sunlight just poured in directly onto my seat. So I'm sitting there in a leather chair in a, a three piece suit in direct sunlight going, God damn it. Where are my fucking blinds? <laughs> they eventually replaced them, but that, that was kind of a pain in the ass. One second. Give me a second guys. Oh, that was a bad idea. Huh? <laughs> I took a drink of the iced coffee. Now my now my tongue's all coated. Let me grab some water instead. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> sorry about that. Yeah, the spring sun was cooking my honky ass. It certainly was. Um, it's funny. It's funny. That's that's really only an issue in the spring. Um, in the fall, it doesn't fall that way as, as much uh occasionally but the, the sun's in a different part of the sky so it's not as near bigger of a deal um speaking of skies one thing i've noticed uh, i don't i wonder i guess it's probably because there's a lot of flat areas and open areas on it or or something like that but sunrises and, and i assume sunsets on golf courses are fucking amazing i guess i uh, i've taken a dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures of amazing sunrise at the golf club i work at i never thought nothing of it i just thought that maybe we were in an advantage advantage in a good place to, to take those type of pictures uh but i had a cousin who shifted jobs uh, over to working at a golf course down in uh, like kentucky or some shit like that and he's constantly pace, posting amazing sunrises as well so i don't know if it's something to do with a golf course but you can get a really good good picture of a sunrise 
man, I have trouble enunciating. Maybe I should start doing these shows at like 8 a.m. or something before I smoke. <laughs> okay, you know what? You're right. Uh, I said I didn't really have any regrets about uh, uh, picking back up, but uh, I do have one regret because I firmly believe that it probably affects how I speak sometimes. Uh, I've noticed the more I smoke, you know, the more I slur my words and more pauses and, you know, just, I think professionally speaking, if I wanted to do like really serious voiceover work, I'd probably want to make sure I did it in the morning before I got high or some shit like that. You know, same thing as work. Yeah. If, if I was a professional voiceover artist, I would get up and start doing voiceovers until I was done doing voiceovers for the day. And then I would get high. Um, since this is clearly not a professional product, it doesn't bother me that much that, uh, there's probably lots of stammering and stuttering and, you know, and, uh, vocal, uh, mistakes. Uh, speaking of vocal mistakes, uh, hopefully the actual quality of the microphone sound is okay. I had to reset up my, uh, soundboard stuff. Uh, I used like a, uh, uh, pre-processor, pre-processor type thing, um, to do a live editing of my voice, just a couple of little things. Uh, but I had to redo all of the settings cause I hadn't done the show show in like seven or eight months or nine months. And the, uh, over the course of that, the, the just things brushing up against the front of the amp had changed all the settings. So I had to sit down and watch a video on how to set the settings. Cause I couldn't remember what fucking anything does anymore. <laughs> cause when I got this, uh, I watched a video on how to set it up, set it up and never fucking touched it again. So it's been like a year or almost a year and a half since I fucked around with the settings on it. And uh, so I have no clue if I have it set up the same way as I did before. I couldn't find the same video. I watched a different one uh, and I didn't understand a couple things that he was talking about as well. So uh, I have it set for the best I can. If there's any really obvious things, you guys can let me know. Uh, like it's not loud enough vocally. Uh, the other thing I'm worried about is there's a sound gate on it. And if you set it too much in one way, it sounds weird. You know, it's like you can hear the me clipping in and out, that kind of stuff. Settings on the what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, well, I was talking about the uh, preamp that I have uh, for my microphone. It uh, has effect settings on it to, to help uh, make it sound more professional. Like, for example, it's got a sound gate on it so that... Uh, when I'm not speaking, theoretically speaking, you can't hear any of the background noise, like in the pauses. So you're hopefully you guys can't hear like my computer fan running or my wife's TV in the other room or any of that good stuff. Cause I'm not doing this in a, a professional studio. I'm sitting at a desk in the back of a house and my wife's watching TV in the front of the house. So yeah. you sound fine considering the source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of that. Um, let's see what else is going on. It's, as I mentioned, I'm off work, uh, for the winter. Um, I'm not required to look for work by unemployment because I have a, uh, due, uh, due date where, you know, like when I'm supposed to go back to work, I know exactly when I, when I am now, if I didn't show up uh, for work on March 4th, that'd be a different story, <laughs> but as it is, uh, and it was, a, it was a good season at work. It was a rough season at work. We, uh, Probably not surprisingly, we're the busiest we've ever been in any season that's ever uh, of the uh, country club I work at, um, which sounds weird, I imagine, uh, considering all the COVID stuff. And the COVID stuff is exactly why we had the busiest season we've ever had. Um, the I don't know where you guys land on what you think about COVID or anything like that, but I can tell you for uh, one thing I know is that the rich people take it pretty fucking serious. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they, uh, didn't take any chances at all when, you know, like we had our entire furnace system redone with special filters, you know, to filter out the COVID stuff. Uh, so that the inside of the uh, building, you know, was safer, which really didn't matter because almost nobody would eat inside. And this is, and this is why we ended up having the busiest season we've ever had. We have a large outside, uh, eating area, uh, behind the, the uh, restaurant. On a normal year, there's a part that's covered with a tent, and then you have open patios on either side of that tent. This year, um, we covered all three all three sections of the uh, back area because uh, the year before, which was the first year of COVID, people wanted to eat outside and didn't really want to eat inside. So this year, we made it, we expanded it, made sure we had tons of heaters in there for the cold periods and this and the other, um, and we could fit like 
200 people back there, I think. It, it was so we ended up having a large outdoor eating area compared to any pretty much any other restaurant in the area. Because I don't know uh, how much how active you were with dining in the last year or two with all the COVID stuff, but most places don't have an outdoor area for eating at all. Or if they do, it's a small area, like you know, five or six or seven tables. We had a huge area. Um, combine that with the the membership knowing exactly what our COVID precautions were, like all the mem- all the employees had to wear masks. Uh, um, vaccines weren't required, but they were highly encouraged. We, we, uh, the country club paid us extra money if, if we got, um, you know, our vaccines and such. Uh, I see someone asked if I got my booster. No, oh, no, I did not. Um, I probably will. I mean, I've, I've already got my vaccine, the, you know, the double shot thing. I just haven't went for the third one. Do I need it? Eh, probably not. Uh, but I'll probably get it just because if nothing else, I, I work with a lot of old people. And while I'm not scared that much about getting it myself, I'd be scared to death about getting it and passing it on to some old person and it killing them. I'd feel bad about that shit. So I'm doesn't it doesn't bother me to take the precautions really, even if I don't really think they're think they're necessary. Um, but so you combined all of the precautions that we took with the large outdoor eating area, and our members didn't feel safe eating any place but at the country club. So we did huge numbers night after night after night. Um, plus our golf course uh, was as busy as, as, as it's ever been, uh, about equal to last year, which was our busiest year ever because uh, last year for COVID, um, so much things were closed that there really wasn't much else to do except for play golf. Um <laughs> So yeah, so it was a very busy year. Um, still only got my standard three percent three percent raise, which bothered me a little bit because I know like inflation's like five or six percent this year, but a three percent raise is way better than a zero percent raise. Uh, I don't know where aggressive is. Uh, <laughs> sorry, they're talking uh, uh, for those that are listening later on in the chat box. They're asking where aggressive is because uh, I've done a show with uh, my buddy Tenor a couple weeks ago called the Passive Aggressive Show where I'm passive and he is not. <laughs> so, but uh, he had, we haven't been able to hook up to do another show uh, since then. He asked one time when I was uh, too busy, and then I asked him one time when he was too busy. So I'm sure we'll uh, do some more shows together, but I didn't want to wait around for him to uh, want to do a show before I did anything again. So that's why I'm just doing the random Passive J show today, uh, which is going okay, I guess. <laughs> starting to get back into it it's it's uh, i kind of forgot how hard it is sometimes to uh just talk for a half hour or an hour without anybody else to talk to uh i'm doing okay now because i haven't talked to you guys in so long i can just think of random shit that i want to talk about but when i was doing it every day i really was reduced to basically just reading articles out of the newspaper <laughs> just to fill time which is not fun that's one of the reasons why i kind of stopped doing the show uh the other one just i people stop calling in and i don't mind doing the show solo when i have people calling in to do it but if no one's calling in uh and i'm doing the show all by myself it's no fun you know i i do the show because i'm lonely (laughs) i want people to talk to (laughs) i don't want to talk to myself for an hour day after day after day <laughs> Francis thinks Tenor's been held on a 5150 and suspended from the job. Yeah, Tenor, uh, for those who are not familiar with him, is a police officer. Great guy. I really like him. He's, uh, it's been a bummer that I haven't been able to talk to him in quite a while. So when he contacted me asking to do the show, uh, I was all about it. I'm like, yay, someone to talk to you. <laughs> well, you need a little bit of water. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, he has a bit of a spaz. <laughs> that, that's part of his charm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my wife, when she went down to Florida, she uh, brought her cousin, her, co- her cousin's daughter. So, yeah, I don't know what the relationship would be with with her. And I was amazed. My wife is a saint, by the way. Um, her we'll call we'll call it her second cousin. I'm not sure if that's the right thing. Her, her second cousin is developmentally disabled. Uh, uh, like she's uh, almost completely blind and she has, you know, issues and things like that. Like she needs help with bathing, that kind of stuff. And because my wife's mom had mentioned that she'd like to see uh, Katie, um, my wife called up Katie and Katie's guardians and basically set it up to take her with her, you know, uh, they uh, took care of her for the two weeks while they were down there in Florida. And I was, uh, I was really impressed because that's not something I would do. You know, uh, I guess I'm just too selfish of a person. You know, when she mentioned that, I was like, really? That's what you want to do? I go, okay. You know, um, 
well, Francis, the, the, no, if she was retarded, I would, uh, I would say retarded. She's not retarded. She's got some developmental problems or stuff, but like she, she probably has the mentality of like a 12 or 13 year old, as opposed to, you know, like a five or six year old for a retarded person. So, you know, she, she has learning disabilities, but she's not straight up retarded, but she's, but she, but she also has physical disabilities and, and needs to be taken care of. Um, and just the the fact that my wife was willing to do that for her vacation you know it's just one more reason why she's a way better person than i am <laughs> but yeah so I, but we we already know i married up on this one <laughs> what's the term uh out kicking your coverage is that what is that how, that how they say it <laughs> reduce king says i didn't know retarded was on an age scale well now you know I, I mean, obviously that's not accurate, but well, you know, I, I can't think of any other way to say that she has learning problems, but she's not retarded. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want to go on an age scale, I'm fucking probably half a step from retarded anyways. I don't think I've ever managed to get past 14 or so. <sighs> I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? I'm starting to run, I'm starting to run out of steam here a little bit. Is there any, uh, any topics you want to throw up there? I could certainly go like randomly surf the internet for stuff to talk about, but that gets boring, right? <laughs> oh, the other ground live. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one of you guys, which one that is. Is that you? Um, fuck. I'm having trouble remembering names. God, man. We miss Dalton. <laughs> you know what? I feel bad a little bit when I uh, when I went uh, on the OG basically for the last time. You know, uh, um, Dalton c- confronted me. You know, and we argued back and forth about open stuff, and you know, I told him that he was probably the most horrible person that I know. Um, and uh, I kind of feel bad about that because he's not the most horrible person I know. The reason I said that is because he'd really hurt my feelings. Um, when the show broke up, I didn't have any problems with him at all. I was like, okay, if you don't want to do the show anymore, I can understand. It can be frustrating sometimes, this, that, and the other. Um, and, you know, I thought that was the end of it. You know, to the point that after when the show was, you know, after he left the show, when you guys called in to make fun of him, you know, I tried to, you know, be cool about it. I'd be like, no, no, he's a cool guy. You know, I told you guys over and over that I didn't have any issues with him or anything like that, uh, which really bothered me when i found out months and months later that he started shit talking me like the day after the show was over <laughs> you know the day after he left the show you know that he had all kinds of horrible shit to say about me and i was like and that bothered me quite a bit because i thought we were cool with each other you know he, he'd actually sent me fucking you know like a little uh, preamp thing and, and a microphone when mine broke uh yeah and we, and we talked for an hour a day for like seven months straight um <laughs> So, you know, to find out that the second I stopped doing the show with him, he decided I was a shitty person and, you know, and pretty much told everybody that he knew it hurt my feelings quite a bit. So when I was talking back with him, that's why I told him that I figured he's uh, that I thought he was the most horrible person that I knew. And like I said, in retrospect, he's not he's not. Uh, I don't know why he decided he didn't like me as a person. But before that point, it's, you know, we had always been cool with each other. So calling him that was probably not, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I was just upset. I was upset about quite a bit back then. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, other ground live. <laughs> uh, for people that are unfamiliar with anything that I'm talking about, uh, I previously did a show called The Other Ground Live of a person uh, that um, Chris is, uh, we called him Big Dalton, and he left about a little more than halfway through the show's run. I think he made it up to 167, and the, the show continued to episode 306 or something like that. So I did quite a few of them without him, and the general consensus, consensus was they were better without him, <laughs> but I don't know how much that was people you know down talking him rather than up talking me yeah. <laughs> but anyway someone's got the, the show tag uh other ground live on my chat box right now talking um i don't know i i, I haven't been doing shows called the other ground live because i stopped going to that forum and i'm not sure if if you know obviously i can do whatever the fuck i want i could but i don't know if it f- felt right to call the, the show the other ground live when i don't even go to that forum anymore so I mean, I certainly can. I mean, we, I have a shitload of episodes. Uh, and we're, we're in reality, the podcast itself doesn't have a ton to do with the actual website. That's just where we came from. 
No, I don't work, uh, Francis. Uh, I've been there. Uh, let's see. It, it'd been about seven or eight months uh, that I, that it, it'd been since I've been there. Uh, then I had to check it last month when uh, um, Tanner sent me some messages uh, talking about setting up the show. So, um, yeah, but before I went back to the uh, website to check the messages that he had sent me, I hadn't been there in seven or eight months. I, uh, I don't, I don't lurk uh, on purpose f- uh, because I don't want to be dragged back into it. So uh, I'll get dragged back into it. And then, you know, I'll probably do some internet searching and see all the shitty things that have been said about me in the last seven or eight months, seven or eight months. And then I'll get upset about it. And I'm just not going to do that anymore. You know, I have some pretty thick skin. I, I think you guys know that. Um, but it just the last six months or so had gotten so negative. It made me, instead of me feeling like it was a place where most people liked me and, and a vocal minority didn't like me, it started to feel like the majority didn't like me. And if the majority of people don't like me, I don't want to be there. And to answer your question, uh, where is Tender? I don't know. Uh, I didn't even try to contact with him. <laughs> This, this time, this is, like I said, uh, uh, an hour and a half ago, I wasn't doing a show, uh, like just within the last half hour or so I decided I'd give it a shot. Um, but I'm enjoying myself. So I, I think I'm going to keep on doing this. Uh, so I don't know if I'll go back to calling it other ground live again, or, uh, some other name for the show, uh, or the passive aggressive show or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, at this point, uh, I'm just doing it for funsies. Um, that's one of the reasons why it bothered me somewhat. Cause with the other ground live show, I was, I was hopeful that, you know, we would actually be able to make something of it, uh, to the point where I'd be able to do it for like an actual living. Cause it had a really strong start and we didn't do bad by the way. Um, our, the downloads on it were, you know, if you get, as far as I'm concerned, if you have 300 people downloading your show every day, that's while it's not enough to make money on it, that's a good start. The problem is it never went past that good start. <laughs> Apparently I'm an acquired taste. Uh, so, but back then I was, I was hopeful. I mean, as you guys know, I've been trying to do podcasts for a long time. I did my first one back in 2007. Uh, so when people go, oh, well, you're pretty good at this, uh, which I don't hear that often, but occasionally someone will say that I'm fairly good at it. I'm like, well, I've got lots of practice really, uh, not at high levels. It's always just bullshit podcasts of me and some other guy just recording shit and, you know, and posting it anywhere between once a week to every couple of weeks. Uh, but the other ground live was the first time I did it with such like a daily consistency. And it seemed like it was, was a step above most of the other shows that I've done as far as like, uh, quality and, uh, audience participation which was the first one where i could have a show where i could do live and have people call in which i like a whole bunch because as you guys know i'm I'm a repressed uh, radio dj Uh, that's what i originally wanted to do when i was like uh, in high school i wanted to be a radio dj at some point i didn't i wasn't even thinking like talk radio dj i wanted to be like you know afternoon drive radio dj it's like hey you know you got the weather coming up in 10 minutes uh now we're gonna play some aerosmith uh that sort of shit um which is funny because back when I was in high school, Howard Stern was popping up, you know? So people were like, Oh, you could be like Howard Stern. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I don't have a personality. (laughs) I never had a lot of confidence in my ability to carry a show by myself or at that point uh, a show at all. Um, uh, I, you know, people talk about going back in life and doing things differently. And I would really, really love to go back and tell my teenage self that I do have uh, a good voice and I do have the ability to do, you know, to do something in this kind of field. Cause I spent 20 years not believing people when they told me that, you know, from the age of 15 till about 35 or so, whenever so, Oh, you got a good voice. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, it took a long time for some people to convince me that I actually do. And in my head, I still don't, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I feel it's like some big wide joke that, you know, uh, I haven't been told the punchline of whenever some, someone comes up and tells me that, you know, that I have a good sounding voice. I've heard it enough times and I know I'm probably sounding a bit conceited, but I've heard it enough times that I know it's true, but in my head, in my vo- in my head. And when I listen back onto it in recordings, Oh God, I sound horrible. I'm all nasally and high pitched and stuff. It's just, yeah. <laughs> so that's when people ask me if I go back and listen to my podcast, I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, I will listen to a little bit of the first couple ones I do just to make sure the sound quality is where it's at, but I would never go back and listen to myself consistently. It's just too fucking it, it get me, get in my head too much. In my dream life, you kind of, we figured you sleep until the afternoon. So that makes sense. <laughs> 
Francis says, uh, I need some Theraflu. No, I just, I just have chronically congested nasal passages. I did manage to break myself of that fucking uh, nasal spray addiction that I <laughs> managed to get myself into last year doing the show. Uh, because I have trouble breathing through my no- nose quite a bit, uh, it was bothering me doing the show. So it got to the point where about an hour before I did the show, I would you know, spray nasal spray to make sure I was good and clear. Well, I kind of got uh, addicted to it. <laughs> I'm not addicted to it like mentally, but physically I got to the point where I could, my nasal passages closed completely. If I wasn't using that shit, I ended up having to go to a doctor and, uh, uh, and ear, nose and throat doctor uh, for help with it. He put me on some steroids uh, to help reduce the, uh, um, swelling in my nasal passages. And I did around that for two weeks while I basically just wasn't able to breathe through my nose and I just had to get past it for a couple weeks. Um, so I'm staying away from that shit. (laughs) Although I will say uh, steroids were awesome. The uh, doctor, when he was prescribing them, he's like, have you ever had uh, these type of steroids before? I said, no, no, I don't think so. He says, well, if you have any aches and pains, uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> and he was right. They, you know, I felt great during that, uh, during that steroid treatment. A lot of my aches and pains did go away. Um, I realize that's not the same sort of steroids that they use for pumping people up. But uh, yeah, I was really impressed. <laughs> Damn it, now that you mention it, I can't think of anything separate. My nose is all pl- uh, uh, plugged up. <laughs> Predasone, I don't know what that is. Is it some sort of medication? I do use a uh, uh, Flonase, prescription Flonase every morning because uh, they said they thought it might be allergies and, and apparently uh, um, you know, <laughs> Flonase is mild enough that they'll give it to you if they think you might have allergies. <laughs> so I've been using it. I'm not sure if it makes any difference at all, to be honest with you. But uh, I just try to ignore the fact that I have trouble breathing a lot. <laughs> oh, man, I scared myself the other day. Um, I think I was smoking too much and I was in a odd position lying on my lying on my couch, like, you know, slumped down. And uh, I must have like put my chest like lung area in a weird position because uh, uh, it ended up being, I believe, a muscle spasm, but holy fuck for a minute there, I thought I was having a heart attack. Like my chest all tightened up and fucking, you know, I was super uncomfortable. I had to get up and walk around for a while and shit. I was like, holy fuck. And then it went away after a while. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm okay. Then I went back and sat in the same position and it started happening again. I'm like, okay, there's something up with that. But there was a, there was a good, I don't know, half hour uh, period while I was walking that shit off where I thought I might have a serious health issue. (laughs) I knew I was okay. I'd actually had some chest pains about two or three months ago that I went to the hospital for. Uh, They gave me an EKG and all that good stuff. They said, yeah, all my heart stuff was perfectly fine. It must have been something else. So, and I knew I wouldn't go from perfectly fine to, oh my God, a major heart attack in three months. So I, I knew it wasn't that, but still when you start having chest pains that radiate out and shit, it's, you know, it's, sounds exactly what they're telling you to watch out for for a heart attack so it was a um a little on the scary side but not a huge deal i guess Hmm. oh it was a huge deal and i mentioned this uh on the uh passive aggressive show as i had to spend a shitload of money on my house which is you know i guess part of home ownership but it's still never fun um I had to buy, I had to, um, replace the sewer main for my house. I'm not sure if that's the correct terminology for what, what was done. The pipe that goes from my house to the sewer, uh, you know, so it goes out for, for me, it goes out from the basement underneath the front yard and then meets up with the sewer underneath the road. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. That pipe collapsed and it cost $7,000 to replace it. <laughs> so that was kind of expensive. And then the, uh, the, then like maybe a week later, the furnace blew up which was not funny at all. <coughs> so I, I ended up having to go get a home equity loan to cover that shit. Um, which is good uh, that, that I was able to, is that way I don't have to worry about like any kind of insurance for, uh, excuse me, uh, interest rates being bad or any of this kind of good stuff. Cause I've got really good credit. So I was able to get excellent terms on it. So I won't be too much of a financial burden and I should have it paid off quicker than if I would have had to go through the separate financing for the two things. So, uh, the ground live wants updates on IBS workouts, handgun and diet, uh, IBS, uh, about the same as it always is. Uh, you know, I, I take, uh, a pill, a muscle relaxer for my intestines every four hours. Um, uh, normally in pain, but 
normally it's moderate pain as opposed to the really bad pain before I, I got medicated and, and on a proper diet. So yeah, life could be worse. Uh, I, t- I try, I try not to complain about it too much because you know, it bothers me all the time. So I could just complain about it all the time, but no one wants to hear that shit. You know, um, I tell that to people, I go, yeah, tell me about your problems. You know, once <laughs> you see that on Facebook uh, all the time, people complaining about their, their issues and problems over and over again. And then later on, you'll see them complaining about how none of their friends are their friends anymore. Cause you know, they, they thought people that they thought were their friends don't support them. Now I just want to tell them, it's like, yeah, they, they are your friends. They do support you, but they can only handle so much. You know, there's only so much negativity that your friends can have uh, handle before they have to get away from it. You know, it's not that they don't want to be your friend. It's, it's that they don't want to be fucking bummed out 24 fucking seven. So that's why I try to not to get too negative uh, talking to people because really no one wants to hear that shit. Um, see, as far as workout goes, uh, I am working out three to five times a week, but it's really I'm just doing push-ups, uh, sit-ups and squats. Basically. Um, I haven't fucked with weightlifting in a while cause it, I don't know. I, I've been told over and over, I don't have the right body type for it and they might be right. Um, so yeah, I do push-ups and then I do squats while holding on to a weight, but, you know, but I don't like do squats for a bar. Like I'll hold like a 10 pound or a 25 pound weight and do squats. And then I'll do sit-ups holding like a five or a 10 pound weight. Because if, if I don't hold a weight while I'm doing sit-ups, I just get bored before, <laughs> before I get tired of doing sit-ups. <laughs> I guess that's what comes from having a light chest. So, uh, so that hasn't been too bad. Um, I just skipped my workout the last couple of weeks because of vacation, uh, but now I'm back on track again. Um, handgun. Uh, not much to update on the handgun. I haven't shot anybody. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't carry it around everywhere like I used to. I carry it back and forth to work mostly. Uh, or if I think I'm going to be on the trip, uh, on our trip for quite a while. But I've stopped taking it random places like the grocery store and such. I uh, just, the, where I live is, you know, um, such a low crime area. That it doesn't really feel necessary. Uh, and diet. Huel. Mostly Huel. Uh, <laughs> I have, uh, I have expanded, uh, some of the foods that I, that I will eat because a lot of my IBS issues seems like they're mentally caused by stress and things as opposed to my actual diet. So I've tried eating stuff that, you know, cause the, the weird thing about IBS is it, they can, if you look up on Google, the foods that, uh, you can't have IBS, you'll find out that it varies from person to person. So there's this huge list of, of food but it's a huge list of things that may bother your IBS. So like one person might be bothered by this one. The other person might not be bothered by this. Most people are bothered by this. Almost no one's bothered by this. So it's this really weird thing where you're in a perfect world. What you would do is like stop eating everything on the list and then like gradually start trying one thing and then try this one thing and then try that one thing. And it was very frustrating for me because since a lot of my IBS issues are caused by stress as opposed to my diet, it became almost impossible to figure out what things were bothering me as far as diet goes. Cause I could eat something one time and have it not bother me at all. And then eat it again, like a month later and have it bother me very much. I don't know if it's because it was prepared slightly different or, or if it was stressed the second time or any of that shit. So I've pretty much just given up on trying to uh, avoid IBS uh, angry foods and just deal with the results. If I happen to get something that my body doesn't like, there are, there are certain things that I stay away from. I don't do super duper spicy. That's just, that's just asking for it. Um, but other than that, I just try to eat what I want and accept the consequences. Other ground said Detroit pizza, Detroit houses work, uh, Detroit pizza. Well, you know, I still enjoy pizza. Um, I'll be honest with you. And I realize this is going to not go over well. One of my favorite pizzas is little Caesars. Uh, they're hot and readies. Uh, because I'm used to them. I, as far as I'm concerned, little Caesars has the best pizza sauce. Uh, as far as flavor goes, I realized, you know, they're not very high quality. And if you get one that's been sitting for a while, they're fucking basically inedible, but a fresh, hot and ready right out of the oven is fucking awesome. I'm a big fan of them. Um, people are like, Oh, why would you eat that shit? Like, cause I'm used to it. That's the same reason why it, when I drink beer, I drink Bud Light. People are like Bud Light. That's fucking horrible. Why, why would you drink that shit here? Try this Pilsner or this IPA or this malt or what, you know, or whatever fucking shit they're talking about. I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, that, that looks like it'd be pretty good. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's $7 a bottle, but it's completely worth it. I'm like, what? Why the fuck would I do that? Why would it, why would the fuck, why would I get myself used to? Cause by the way, whenever I try one of these really 
awesome beers that people are talking about. They always taste like shit. Um, and people are like, oh, well, you know, it's an acquired taste. Why would I want to acquire a taste of something expensive when I'm perfectly happy with the shitty stuff? You know, seriously, I, I'm okay drinking Bud Light. It doesn't bother me. So you sitting over there across the bar looking, you know, down your nose at me because you're having this $8 ale. Fucking hey, fine. Enjoy your $8 ale. So fine, you know, I'm going to go home after three beers of a $10 tab. You're going to go home with three beers of like a fucking $40 tab. So. Uh, Deuce King says, apply this thinking to dabs and reconsider your stance. Uh, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's the same thing applies because more, um, more expensive, uh, waxes are, are cleaner or have, uh, you know, um, less contaminants in them. And I, I, I see where you're going with it because, you know, uh, but here's the thing. When I try a, a better, a more expensive wax, it tastes better <laughs> than, than the cheaper wax when i tried a more expensive beer it tasted worse than the uh inexpensive beer because i'm used to the expensive beer if i was used to shitty wax and <laughs> then you know that might the same thing might might apply so induced kings is defending the uh, the beer analogy saying it's more expensive more potent yeah yeah i can understand that and if that's your thing that's fine i totally understand that but don't get on me because I'm perfectly happy with something shittier. You know, why would I go acquire the, 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 the taste for it? You know? Oh, there's Ruth. Hey, Ruthie. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Hope you're having a good night. Uh, alrighty. Uh, that's about it. Unless you guys got something else you want me to talk about. I don't have any other topics. I mean, as always, I could go searching for topics, but we're getting close to an hour. So unless someone wants to call in or if, uh, you guys got something else you want me to talk about off the end, I, I think we're going to call it the, Oh, dogs, <laughs> dogs, you know, I always talk about my dogs. Um, they're still awesome. Uh, Sadie and Lulu. We also have two cats, uh, Sam and Sasha. Uh, Sasha's the new cat. She's about six months old. She's working out perfectly awesome cat um but yeah yeah sadie and lulu uh they were very unhappy with the wife being gone for two weeks <laughs> they uh spent normally i they don't sleep with me but the entire two weeks that she was gone they're all up in my ass so i actually didn't sleep worth a shit for the last two weeks because they want to like scrunch up right next to you but they don't like each other all that much so they're scrunch up right next to me on either side <laughs> and i can hardly sleep because i'm always worried about rolling over and crushing one of them motorbike metal detector you're just going through all the greatest hits i don't i haven't i haven't had the motorbike in a while if you guys remember i sold that i i decided i didn't like it um metal detector i've never had a metal detector i have that uh that fishing magnet you know that that heavy ass magnet you used to like throw overboard uh and you know go fishing for things that have been dropped in the water uh which i've used once or twice but i still haven't found anything interesting i i told the wife that uh she'll have to go fishing this summer because that's probably uh I have no interest in fishing, but that's why I got the fishing magnet. So if she ever wanted to go, because apparently she enjoys it, I would have something to do. Because any place that's good for fishing, it's also a good place for that uh, magnet thing. Because you want to take that to places where people are around, where someone could have possibly dropped something overboard. So that will um, hopefully be something that happens this summer. It's really hard for us to plan stuff out in the summer because we work a, a lot of hours being a seasonal job. You know, um, shit. Um, as many hours as I worked this last season, she worked even more. Um, she's the ladies locker room manager at the same place that I work at. And she's supposed to have two assistants, probably maybe three, depending on what time of the season is. She had zero all year. They couldn't find anybody that would work. Well, she had, a, she actually had an assistant for about two weeks in the middle of summer. And that was it. She had to work. Fuck, she worked so many hours. She was working 60, 70 hours a week, uh, week after week. I mean, it's good money and stuff, but goddamn. Uh, I hope next year that they uh, manage to find somebody to be your assistant because that's too much fucking work. You know, she's my age, so we're we're in our late late forties. She she shouldn't be working those kind of hours anymore. She's the manager. She should have other people working those hours for her. <clears throat> but you know, other than that, that worked out well. This she's a a, a recent uh, employee. She only started working there a couple of years ago. She started off as an assistant. And then we got worked a year as an assistant and then we got lucky because last year the manager decided she wanted to retire rather than come back because of the COVID stuff. So she moved up from uh, to the, the actual locker room manager after only a year there and the members love her. 
because she's an awesome person. Uh, <laughs> but they're very, very much the, the old locker room manager was an old lady who didn't take care of the club of the locker room like they should. So they're very happy with uh, the condition of the locker room now and all that good stuff. Yep. <laughs> hot tub. No, we have we do not have the hot tub set up still. I, I've been thinking about it. Um, hold on a second. <coughs> I'm thinking maybe if we build a wooden platform for it before and then set it back up on that, it might uh, it might be a little less uh, expensive on the electrical bill because last time the electrical bills got pretty expensive uh, heating it uh, at any time besides the summer, obviously. Uh, but that's because it was sitting on basically like you know, a, a thin mat on top of concrete. I didn't really think about while we were doing it, which I imagine probably sucks a lot of the heat out of it. So I'm thinking about setting it back up but like on a wooden platform although you'd have to build a pretty good one to, to support that kind of weight all right well um i think that's gonna be about it for tonight unless you guys got anything else hmm. hello mike oxlong let's go doing it correctly the first time yes i realized that i did not do it correctly the first time so Update on the Detroit shooting. Uh, are you talking about that one in Oxford with the within the uh, the high school shooting? Um, not much of an update. The last thing I saw is that the judge denied uh, the parents' bail reduction. They wanted they were trying they they're both on like five hundred thousand dollar bail bond, and they yesterday I think they tried to get that reduced, and the judge said no fucking way because you guys are clearly trying to get the fuck out of here. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they try to uh, sugarcoat that uh, when it comes to the actual trial, because basically they drained their bank accounts and their son's bank account and then got the fuck out of there. And they found them hiding in the basement of a building in Detroit. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we were just afraid that, you know, we were going to be assaulted. We were going to, we were getting ready to turn ourselves in. I'm like, yeah, which is why you, which is why you withdrew all the money from your bank accounts. Cause you wanted to make sure you had it on you when you turned yourself in. Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> There's, they are so fucked. Um, and granted, I know that the kid is to be blamed for it as well. Uh, but it's starting to sound like uh, he had issues for a long time and, and didn't have any kind of support system to help him address those issues. So uh, this is one of those cases where it looks like the parents are just as guilty as the kid, if not more in some ways. You know, because he's just a fucked up kid. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not trying to you know say that he doesn't deserve you know uh, a lifetime jail sentence for what he's done, but uh, it does make me feel sorry for him in some ways. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys, got anything else you want me to talk about before we get out of here? I mean, you know, as you guys know, I'll talk as long as I have uh, topics, but. <clears throat> I also don't want to have a whole bunch of uh, dead air because I can't think of anything else to say. So, music, uh, you know, music. Luckily, think. By the way, thanks for kicking out uh, co uh, topics here. Uh, um, am I playing the bass? Uh, not as much lately. Uh, I, I one of the things I've actually meant to do is uh, uh, you know play it more. I haven't played in the last couple of weeks. I had to steal a chord uh, from the PlayStation to uh, use for something else, and I haven't put it back yet. Um. So I, I'm I'm uh, still playing the bass, but still, but not as much as I should. Uh, I don't at this point in my bass career, as you guys know, I don't really know how to play. I don't know. I don't know how you want to look at it. Uh, I can play songs because I, I I use something called Rocksmith most of the time for most of my bass playing needs, because um, I'm too lazy to memorize songs. And it's just easier to you know have the the tablature fed to me while I play, which is you know basically um, how I do it. I, I don't know. I, I guess that makes me not a real bass player because like I said, I'm, you know, but I don't know. Don't lots of people just like throw the tablature or the music in front of them while they're playing. If they don't have it memorized, that, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just using, you know, uh, a computer screen instead of a piece of paper. So has your wife adjusted yet to your large OG hog? No. Yeah. Juicer, I, I did get the spark. Um, but it and it, which is a cool little uh, ampli amplifier for people that are unaware of it. But basically, it, it just does what the Rocksmith does without uh, um, um, without without as big of a screen because you have to transmit that over to like your your phone screen. Um, let's see. I think that covers everything. Jay interviewed Jill. Um, 
I don't have anybody calling in. So as far as I can tell you, I can't really interview anybody. That's an, that's an invitation. <laughs> no. All right. Well, hello. No. Okay. All right. We're going to call it folks. Um, I don't know when I'll be doing another show. I, uh, it makes me more comfortable not to try to lock myself into something, but if you guys are interested in it and it looks like we got a couple few people here, I'd be more, I'd be more than willing to do the show uh, more often. Uh, we will try to, uh, um, I'm not sure about every day, but you know, you never know. Like I said, I got a lot going on <laughs> and, and people are asking for me to interview Jill, but you know, Jill's not calling in. So maybe we'll catch her next time all right well guys until next time i'm passive jay i appreciate you guys calling in and well not calling in but i appreciate you guys talking in the chat box and listening and to all the people that are listening to me after the show is recorded i appreciate that as well you guys have a great night Hands on, what's the beef? The coolie high coat chiefs, high post tech links. I drape on.